Hello, and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast. I'm Chris Salamone from Forest Furniture, and with me as always, Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds. Hey, everybody. I'm happy to be here. And stuck at a train station is Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern. Hey, Ben. No reply. If you're, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> How's the train? Yeah, so uh, just to clue everybody in, we uh, it's a crazy week with it being Halloween and all, even though that's already happened by the time you guys are listening to this, and lots of busy schedules, and so Ben couldn't make it, but we, we wanted to push forward, so we decided we were going to go through with it anyway. So well, we got to explain what happened here. You jumped what? ahead. He got stuck on a... He got stuck on a train. Yeah, you never said it. Yeah, so... I said it. I said, stuck at a train station is Ben Ueda. <laughs> but that's so open-ended. It's like, why is he at a train station? What happened is to him? Is it a train... What? Is it in London? Is it in Chicago? Long story short, Ben's train broke down on the way back from New York to, uh, to Boston, so... And that, we're not saying it was his fault, <laughs> but we're not saying that it wasn't. So that's the whole story. Yeah. The guy really just wants to get out of the podcast, I think. Just, he does, he'll, he'll do, do anything. He'll break a train if he has to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we're uh, we're pushing forward. We got a great show planned. I got a ton of great stuff to talk about. Chris does too, so hold it. Strap yourself oh, in. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride. All right, cool. Oh, you know what? Today is, I never said that. So it's November 2nd, plan your epitaph day. So that basically means wow. what you want on your tombstone. Yeah. Uh, I'll, you know what you want? Yes, it'll say Mike Montgomery. That's it. He is the most famous YouTuber to ever live. Hey, see, that's actually pretty smart because so don't think about it in terms of like clever, like oh, I just want something clever. How you lived. So oh, yeah, if it says that, then that means you have to have achieved this thing. So yeah. mine will say Chris Salamone, nineteen eighty to. 2,573. Wow. So I'll just live, I'll just live a super long Modern time. Modern medicine really gonna, advanced to the second half of your life there. I'm just going to crush that record. 120, that's nothing. You know, that's funny. My Amazon Spark profile on my bio, I wrote, uh, like my, the name was Mike Montgomery, then it went Modern Builds, colon, the greatest DIY YouTube channel on earth. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, hey, if I put it out there, maybe it'll happen. You're first, right? Well, yeah. it's on Spark, so it has to be true, exactly. right? Exactly. Speaking of, go find me <laughs> on Amazon works. Spark. Uh, it's You just got to search Modern Remember, Builds. Remember, there's no way to search people. No, no, no. I, <laughs> yeah. we, we found a workaround. Just search Modern Builds. I'll oh, be did. there. Yeah, and for me, it was search picture wall. No, if you search four eyes, it'll find you now. Oh, it does now? Yeah. Okay, last time it wouldn't, no, but no, now no. it will. We found the so loophole. Go find us and then uh, go find Homemade Modern. Yeah. Or maybe it's no, Ben he wasn't here. He doesn't get the plug. Okay, never mind. Don't search it. So what are you working on, Chris? So I, actually this weekend, for the first time in a long time, didn't really work on anything. I just kind of finished up a couple of shots. I have three videos that I need to edit this week. So yeah, it was kind of nice, but then it's kind of weird. I always feel guilty whenever I'm not working on anything. I feel like I should be working on something, but... I hear you. Had to t had to have some downtime to edit, so hopefully I'll get all three of those videos edited this week, and then I'm going to start planning out what I want to build next. I'm still... Not quite sure. I still, I know I need to do the dining chairs for the table that I had built. So that's a big one though, because you got to make how many? Well, I'm only going to do two. So I'm going to do one for the either end of it, and then maybe I'll do another design, a different kind of chair for the um, the, Long the remaining side. Yeah, you have the bench going on the other side, right? I got the bench on the back side. So, and actually, this was kind of a cool thing that somebody brought up um, in maybe like an Instagram conversation or something. They 
they pointed out, you know, most of the time when people design a chair, they really design it aesthetically for the side view of it. And then the front is sort of an afterthought. Yeah. And what would be interesting about these, if I were to build chairs for this remaining side, is that the way that they would like overwhelmingly be viewed would be from the back. So it'd be interesting to design a chair where the most important view is the back. That's interesting. Yeah. That's like the only time that ever happens. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of had me thinking like, well, I, I didn't really want it. Cause I was thinking I have these other three chairs and it'll fit about three chairs. And I was thinking I could just use those three chairs and then get rid of the eating table that we have in our family room and build something else for there. But now I'm kind of like, Oh, that would be interesting to design a chair that was focused on the back view. So maybe I will do that. I don't know. But I got to think of some designs. You've already got like one funky bench, funky in a good way. And then you're going to have two different types of chairs. So if there's an opportunity to experiment, this is it. You've got like a... This is the time. It's the hodgepodge table in a good way. Yeah, It's a time to be eclectic. Yeah, eclectic. That's what I should have said. That's a... I like hodgepodgey. Oh, okay, cool. Go for it. Why not? (laughs) It all works. Someone's got their thesaurus going, I'm sure. All right. What do you got going, Mike? Kind of a little bit of the same... Last week, I spent quite a bit of time wrapping up the dwell videos that I've been working on, a couple videos for my channel as well. Um, And it's kind of funny, like what you were saying is work and editing video are almost like two things when it comes Mm -hmm. to productivity. You can spend like an eight-hour day building something or you can spend an eight-hour day editing video and working on your website and you'll feel like you didn't get anything done because like nothing came of it. There's nothing to like show for your day, which has kind of been one of, that's where I've been at for the past few days. So I'm excited to get back in the shop this week. I'm going to be wrapping up the entryway uh, renovation over at my buddy Caleb's. So Mm -hmm. if you guys remember that, I haven't talked about it in about two weeks because I got kind of sidetracked with all those dwell projects, but we took the foyer foyer of his house, replaced the floors, all kinds of stuff, paint, trim, whatnot, and we did a cool mirror accent wall with all of those super cheap wall mirrors from Walmart that we took out of the frames and put on the wall. So Mm -hmm. all that's left on that one is to... I need to. Put, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I still haven't put a doorstop down, so the front door Uh-oh. is fully capable of just swinging Banging open into, into that wall of mirrors. You got a so, track record. <laughs> I know. So I, I really need to put a doorstop down. So I'm going to be doing that this week, as well as putting uh, the closet door back on, uh, putting a new handle on that, and the last thing I got to do to round that out is build a <clears throat> light fixture. So I got in touch with the company Sylvania which makes lights, kind of like Transylvania without the trans. Or pens. Yes, good point. (laughs) Pennsylvania. But they've come out with a new line of smart home things, including smart bulbs. So I'm going to be building a light fixture to kind of show that off. And I think that's going to end up being a dwell project. So the, the, the entryway video is actually going to be sponsored by Sylvania, but the, the light fixture itself is going to be its own separate project video, video for dwell just because, I think that video will just get too long and a little too much to digest. Yeah. Um, so not to mention just for the sake of, you know, search engine optimization, I think it'll do good in its own. Yeah, it would kind of be buried in the remodel. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things that to even be able to see, it, you're going to have to watch five minutes of a remodel before you even get to see anything on the light fixture anyways. So might as well give it its, its due respect in its there own video. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm kind of uh, kind of nervous. It's going on the Dwell channel, not mine, so mm-hmm. at least I don't have to deal with all the comments on people saying my wiring is going to burn the whole house down and oh, stuff buddy. like that. I don't know what it is. It's just hard to get around that, you know? I, I try and steer yeah. away from any kind of lighting project. 
See, I haven't done one yet. Yeah. And I'm sure that whenever I do, because I, I do want to do some lighting stuff, but I'm going to look for something that's just like plug and play. Yes. That would be the best thing in the world is just like the kid is already wired. All I got to do is build the housing around it. So I'm going to be, I'm hunting on Amazon for it right now, all of the parts. I went to Home Depot and everything was very traditional in, in the fact that it, so the the plate that you put on the ceiling to kind of hide all your wiring, all that. Yeah. I just want a really simple, really flush, basically just a cylinder, you know, just everything's right. flat and smooth. But everything Home Depot and everything Lowe's had was very traditional and it looks like crown molding and all this stuff. So I'm going to have to find some parts online, which is fine. I mean, it's affiliate links for Dwell, I guess. And, uh, there you go. And yeah, so I'm excited to do that and just see if see if I can build a light fixture and not burn the house down. They're just going to be like, forget this whole magazine thing. We got affiliate money coming out the wazoo now. Because of this. <laughs> Off of all these lamp parts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's how we built this empire. It's all lamp part money, baby. So yeah, uh, not too much on my plate, but I will have uh, a video or two out this week at least. So keep on the lookout. That's all I have nice. to say. Mike's coming up. Cool. All right. Uh, so actually here, one thing of feedback that somebody wrote in that I, I figured we would read before we get into we some We got a little questions. kickback, huh? A little kickback, yeah, to steal from... Wood talk. <laughs> Wood talk. A little homage. Yeah. This is from P. Caponetti. He says, hey guys, longtime listener and watcher. Ooh. Regarding your networking podcast, so that was last week, I am an... I'm going to assume it's an IoT engineer. So I think it's a... Well, here, I'll just keep reading. If any of you would like to incorporate the internet into one of your projects, let me know and I can make it happen. At Ben a chair for your writing desk that logs the time you spend on it and reminds you to get writing if you're neglecting it. Wow. At Chris, a drawer that texts you when someone tries to open it and you can then <laughs> unlock remotely. At Mike, a mirror that buys its own replacement when oh, it breaks. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was cracking up when I read that, so I, I had to say it. No, but, but that's a great example of like reaching out, right? Because it shows yeah. like this is the He's value got I bring. to offer. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, did you hit him back up? Did you did you reach back out to him? I, I wrote to him. I said, this is funny. It's too funny not to read on the air. So I, I made a promise I would read it. So I'm reading it. That's perfect. And I got a chuckle out of it. I'm sure some other people. That's, it's, that's become the running themes of this show is your mark and you break mirrors. Yeah. Those are like so far the two running jokes, it seems like. That's, those are my identifiers. <laughs> mark breaking mirrors. All right. Let's do some questions. So this is. This is going to be the first time I'm reading a lot of these, so we're going to have to do a lot of editing on this episode. So if it sounds choppy, bear with us. Listen, I have an associate's degree in music production editing. and engineering. I can edit this thing. <laughs> it's going to be clean. All right, moving on. <laughs> Pat, Do Pat Donovan asks, dream projects. If you could add... So that's one question, I guess. So then he says, if you could add one big tool, what would it be? And then he also says, goals for the next... Six to 12 months. Got it. Can I answer first? Go for it. All right. I don't have an answer. Dream project. It's still an Ames chair. I said mm -hmm. early on in this year, I would have it done by the end of the year. Um, but I've taken very few steps to accomplishing <laughs> that. I've learned to weld. That was step one on the list. Was Step one was learn how to weld. Step two was learn how to do bent lamination. And then step three was learn things about upholstery. Um, mm -hmm. So I've got step one down. Hopefully... I can learn some bent lamination soon. I just need like the kick in the butt to do it. You just did it with those hat racks and it came out really cool. So 
it kind of got me inspired. Yeah, I, I did it, but it's a long ways off of like a proper huge <laughs> compound bend type of thing that they yeah. got going. That's a good point. Um, and then the third thing is upholstery. I've done a tiny bit of leather work to kind of get me like a little bit more confident, but I've got no idea how to run a sewing machine or anything like that yet. So, yep. I, I don't see it happening by the end of the year, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully sooner than later. So that's the dream project. The second the second big project is obviously like I would love to build the house I live in, whether that's mm-hmm. whether that's like a shipping container home out of a few containers welded together or, you know, like a tiny house, something like that. I've got no interest in building a big home, especially since I'm single and spend yep. most of my time either in front of a computer or in the shop building stuff. So... Uh, <laughs> just gonna build a house that's just a bedroom and a garage exactly yeah <laughs> you know i've thought about really i've thought about finding a piece of commercial property where that's just like mostly warehouse space and then building an apartment uh-huh. in it that would be a killer setup have my little rob Deerdex fantasy factory but maker edition you know yeah i was gonna say like uh do you remember in i think it was the first episode of this season of silicon valley when uh what's his name gavin or whatever? he's got like his old original garage where they invented Huli, like inside of a huge hangar oh really i haven't seen <laughs> yeah. any of the new season yet that's hilarious uh, that's what you that's what you're gonna have <laughs> they got the the painted garage door and everything yeah he's just got like he recreated <laughs> his garage like within this giant hangar with like all these planes and sports cars and stuff see like that's that's it that's that's what i want right there um so yeah that would be my dream project is to build my house with a and then also put my ames chair in it See, I think that if if you really want to do that, the Mike Eames chair, that a good way to do that would actually be collaborating where maybe you focus on because that project, like it's so many different skill sets and to a really high degree of performing them. Right. Yeah. So it'd be cool to like say, okay, I'm going to like really focus on getting good at this one aspect of it. And then I'm going to find somebody and we're going to make this like a big project where we're going to do it. Yeah, that could be a cool that could be a cool thing. I would love. Okay, so a little side note. I've thought about doing a series sort of like that where I travel to people doing interesting things, whether it's um, – so one thing that sparked my interest is that the Instagram account that Ben mentioned a while back, Wobi Design, the dude just builds things out of skateboards. Mm-hmm. And since Ben has mentioned him, I've followed and I'm totally hooked with what he's building. He just built this really awesome wall art thing um, out of, out of uh, skateboards. It's like a mountainscape and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And what I would love to do is go to people that are doing things sort of like that. They have a ha- have some sort of like niche focus that they're really exploring and mm-hmm. going and doing a project with them, learning from them, but really mostly there to like profile them, document right. their process and figuring out like why they're doing what they're doing. Um, sort of like what some channels do, you know, that sort of Vimeo style video where it's just like, oh, I'm going to watch you do make stuff and like get cool shots right. of it. But explore beyond that and actually like follow along through a process, build right. it with them, have them talk about it, like really actually do it from a maker's perspective rather than from a from a, a filmmaker's perspective then. Yeah, I've actually thought about doing the exact same thing, but I think the reason that I thought of it was because I prob I feel like I'm probably a better video maker than a furniture maker. There we'll and just also do it because together. then <laughs> there you go. I'll document you, you document me. Yeah. <laughs> every other week. But I think it would be a lot of fun just to be able to to learn from people that are like really trying to delve into a specific uh either it's craft or material or or uh process. Yeah. So dream project, what what's on your list? Okay. So dream project. I know. Okay. So he asked a bunch of questions. I'm going to take the one that said like plans for the next six to 12 months. 
because I don't know that I have one specific dream project that I'm really thinking about. But okay, I would, I, not that I'm not doing it already, but I would like to, over the next six to twelve months, and I, I can't promise that I'm going to do it. But I, in my ideal world, I would like to be able to step back a little bit and focus more on like bigger projects that are implementing new techniques that I haven't done before. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast a lot and it's always tough because it's like you have that time trade off of learning something new, but now you could, you could fail doing it. So you could like ruin a whole video. And (laughs) I mean, even if you do, I guess that can be part of the video, but yeah, that's what I would like to do. I mean, that was one of the reasons that I got into the YouTube thing to begin with was because I was sick of building the same stuff over and over. And I saw it as an opportunity to, to do that. But Mm -hmm. then I think I like have a little bit become slave to the to the schedule of like feeling that I have to produce something. So then sometimes it's like, well, just do something that you already know because you know, you can do it. And there's our, I mean, there's so many things that I do already know that I haven't put into a project yet. So there's a lot of opportunities for it, but it's in a way it's kind of a lazy and safe thing to do. So in an ideal world, I would like to step back and, you know, do like, I wish that this next year I could just do one project a month (laughs) And it could be a learning experience each time. Yeah. Will that happen? No. No. I'm not even going to say probably not. I'm going to say no. (laughs) But maybe it'll happen a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if it happens just a few times, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think I I can agree to that 100%. I've been really interested in wanting to do something with ceramics, but it's just the the one not really knowing even where to start. I've done a little bit of research into that, but it's just the the trade off where it's like, okay, cool. I don't really have a spot to do it. I don't know how right. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get good at it. Like all this kind people of stuff are probably, that makes you yeah. The first time you do it, people are probably not going to have the warmest reception to right. it. Right. And then there's that side of it too where you've got the like the expectations of Yeah. Yeah. Which is something I've been kind of dealing with a little bit lately. So my October was very unproductive in videos. Um, mm-hmm. I spent most of the month filming videos and now I'm kind of stuck editing and I'm going to be posting a lot of them in November. And mm-hmm. I realized in the past you know, month or so, I've posted two Ikea Hacks videos and one proper Modern Builds video. And mm-hmm. that's kind of one of those things where I'm like, oh, no. I feel like my channel starting to like lose focus almost a little bit and mm-hmm. which kind of makes me even want to like go back into the shell a little bit more and be like, okay, just build, just build a cabinet, right. build a, build a console table just, or something, you know? Yeah. Just hit some singles. Yeah. Just um, do some of the stuff that you know how to do real quick. Exactly. But then there's the other side where it's like, you know what, just go, for the rest of 2017, just like go free ball and just do your thing, you know? And then like <laughs> you're playing with house money at this point. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe, you know, 2018, bring it back home and like yeah, get back to get back focused so that's not bad maybe you can start a thing where like the first six months of the year you just like do it real tight and proper and then the the second six months of the year you just play with it and just as you said free ball it free ball it <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah it could work i don't know or maybe maybe i, I think the the right thing is probably got to be a mixture of the two yeah every month do two that would be cool. Actually, do two projects every month. Do one that's like a more f- like okay. Well, this I got to do more than two videos thing. a month. Okay, but if you're me, oh okay, you bread yeah, yeah. and butter. Okay, <laughs> actually, no, that would be pretty hard to do two big because I'm talking about like you know big projects that take a long time to complete. Yeah. So then it is tough doing two a month, even but a little bit. Well, I guess if I wasn't working, but soon enough, all in due time. Soon. soon. All right. Ooh, this one comes in from Timbercraft Designs. He says, "Oh boy." 
He says, can we have an episode that mentions nothing about YouTube and focuses solely on making things? Yeah, let's I guess we've already ruined here. that one. <laughs> All right, hit the reset button. Actually, though, you know what? That it's tough, though. Yeah, I wonder. Actually, I mean, I don't hear a lot of blowback about that from people. So, if you guys do hate that stuff, go ahead and tell us because I guess it would be nice to be aware of it. It's really hard, though, because I mean, that's what we're doing. Like, it's hard to talk for an hour every week about what we're doing. It would it would be really hard to have a lot of football players talk for an hour about baseball without talk without bringing <laughs> football in a little bit at least you know it's, it's got to rear its head every once in a yeah, while it's like to have a bunch of NFL players narrate the World Series it's gonna get a little sidetracked just go back to the last question that we just answered I mean so much of what we do is in in your head you're thinking how does this you know all ultimately it's okay at first you're designing the project and you're making the project and you're doing all these things but then at the end of the day what you're really thinking about is how are people gonna experience this project so you're always thinking about like the video or the you know the content side of it 100 percent. so yeah. it's really hard to talk about without when you're thinking about that all day we'll do that next week we'll do a brainstorming episode yeah, we've been talking week. about oh, doing it. here we go the announcement we we'll do our brainstorming episode next week it'll obviously talk a little bit about youtube but it'll be supremely focused on design and the 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 formation of ideas you heard it here and how those ideas will play out on youtube yeah but you didn't have to say <laughs> that <laughs> i had to do it yeah exactly all right let's see this one comes in from lee jackson one he says Best advice on measuring correctly. It seems that even the smartest people screw up measurements. You screw up measurements quite often, Mike? No, I, I, I do have a tendency to try and always leave the line. That's one thing that I've seen that's helped me out is... So, you mean cut it a little long, basically? Yeah, exactly. So instead of cutting... Instead of sending your instead of centering your blade, you know where it's cutting the line. Give it give it a sixteenth of mm -hmm. an inch. Give it a thirty second. Mm -hmm. That way, if if you are were off, you know this little this little bit, it's a lot easier to go and trim a piece than cut a whole new one. Uh, especially if you've got further along in the process where the the piece you're cutting actually took time to produce. Right, you got at least one more chance to nail it. Exactly. So sneak up on your cuts a little bit. That's one good piece of advice. And then the second one is get decent tape measures. Mm -hmm. I've got one really good tape measure. The rest of them are the ones you get for free from Harbor Freight. And I don't know. I've, I've seen or I've, I've, I've just had issues using those before because they're the types of tape measures that on the top is, is in inches. The bottom is in metrics. And even on the top, they're trying to squeeze in all of the little the like fractions and everything to tell you. Mm. It's kind of built for people that don't really know how to read tape measures that well, which uh -huh. is good. Like using a tape measure for the first time? Yeah, but if you do know how to use a tape measure, all of that information just gets really cluttering and makes it hard to read sometimes. Yeah. And, I uh, can see that. And so, yeah, that was one thing that, as was like eye-opening was I got a good tape measure that can extend out really far before it breaks which is cool mm -hmm. and uh, the letters are just really big it measures to the 16th of an inch and there's really no extra writing other than the like one two three four five six increments so right I would piggyback on those tips by saying not only get good measuring tools but then also don't completely rely on them because at the end of the day you're the one using the measuring tool and so you're going to have, even if you had the most accurate tape measure or whatever else in the world, your eyes are still a little bit inaccurate and they're still like parallax from how things are lining up. So yeah. it's really easy for there to be human error involved with it. So whenever possible, 
you, I, I don't remember what the term is, maybe relative measurements, but basically just, you know, holding a piece up to whatever it's supposed to be and marking it that way. Oh, yeah, like cut to fit. Exactly. And and when doing that, again, nibble away at it mm -hmm. until you get that right fit. Like, I mean, I try not to put it in the videos too much, but like still in the videos, you'll see times where like I'm making a, a dado cut and like on that, even though I have like a, you know, a three quarter inch thick stack of, of blades in my table saw, I'll still just at the very end of it, just be like nibbling away at like little yeah. 30 seconds <laughs> of an inch to like get to, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll go do it before I get to that line. I'll go put it up to the piece and see if they fit together good. I'll just go back and forth five times if, you know, it wouldn't make for the most interesting video, but spending five minutes doing that can save you a lot of time in having to recreate a piece again, or just uh, living with the agony of knowing that it's a bad fit yeah, the rest exactly. of your life. That's, that's losing sleep every night. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that people. No way. All right. That's a so good this one. next one that's comes in from Valard made designs. He says, what is a furniture style that turns you off or one that you refuse to make? Ooh, I feel like there's a lot that I refuse to make, but I don't say many mm -hmm. would like particularly turn me off. Um, <clears throat> they don't like particularly like make me interested or make me want to build them. But, you know, just like the traditional kind of whether it's like, um, I don't even know the words for it, honestly. Like, just like the like traditional Victorian stuff. Victorian or something? Yeah, Victorian is sometimes kind of cool because you, you can, like, respect the artistry that's gone into it. But a lot right. of the just, like, I guess craftsman style, green and green, um, that, like, okay, very so popular, like, like, 90s style, the very, uh, mm -hmm. like, uh, I would I would call it the Grandpa Woodworker style. Okay. You know, where it's, like... Not to say that in a bad way, but it's just like what my, it's like it's what, a good Instagram handle, <laughs> the, but <laughs> the grandpa I only say that because it's the type of stuff my grandpa would make. Like my grandpa is a carpenter and like, that's the type of stuff he built. So is he a fan of the podcast? Uh, I'm not sure that he's aware of it. I don't think he knows what <laughs> okay, podcasts good. are probably. Okay, good. But, <laughs> Cause I was going to say, you're going to hurt his feelings if he's listening, but no, it's, and it's, like, it's like, it's cool stuff. And it's like, it's obviously tougher to build than what I'm making on my channel, but it's just. You know, I prefer, you know, sleek, clean lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So I think making the kind of furniture that I make, so just to say like the more ornate things, it's very easy for anybody to look at those and just appreciate them from the craftsmanship perspective or from a technical point of view. But if you're really into that kind of furniture and you were looking at mid-century modern stuff, would you like look down on it, I wonder? Would you be like, it's too simple? Yeah, I mean... I have or to would you maybe respect it just because like, well, it's so simple that like, you know, any little error will show up. Like there's no way to hide it behind these moldings and these kinds of things. I think it would take a mature person to do that. Right. Because everyone's going to have take a, a person who can really step outside of themselves. I, I think so. Because it's like everyone's going to be like have a predisposition to like whatever I'm making has to be better. That's why I'm doing it. It's, it's better. Right. Oh, I will say one thing I don't like is the just what? like ultra contemporary is it a sculptural piece or is it a piece of furniture type stuff? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you mean, do you use this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that type of like, thing? That's the kind of thing is like, am I supposed to know what this is used for type? Of? Yeah, yeah. Like you go into like a lobby of some fancy office building and you're like, okay. Can I set my drink on this? Is this a bench or is this an art piece that is art, yeah. like they forgot to rope off or something like that? It's like, sir, don't sit on yeah. that. <laughs> like that stuff, it's just like, it's, it seems a little try hard. But Good point. To each his own. All right. Comes in from Slade Made It. He says, 
what table saw jigs or jigs in general do you think are worth making versus buying? Mm. Do you make many jigs, Mike? No, I don't have any table saw jigs. The one that I do have is a... Or jigs for anything, I guess. Uh, occasionally, I'll make... Uh, I've made a couple small jigs, but nothing too crazy. Um, I made a tapering... or I, I've used the Rockler tapering jig to make some tapered legs mm -hmm. before. And that was really cool. <clears throat> but in my workflow, honestly, I would prefer to just get a circular saw and just cut it freehand and then smooth it with a belt sander um mm -hmm. because my my thing is i'm not building incredibly fine furniture i'm more building the design i have in my head you know so right. if this taper is a quarter of a degree less than this taper but you're never going to see it right that's fine because matter. i'm trying to translate everything for a video if i had if i was building it and then selling it to a customer my priorities would be a lot different but mm -hmm. my thing is I'm trying to express a design idea. I'm trying to express a certain thing uh, rather than trying to go for perfection. Um, but you've, right. you, you made your own tapering jig, right? No, I use the, the oh, same really? Rockler one. And, and actually, it's funny because for the longest time, people kept telling me like, man, you need to make a tapering jig when they saw the way that I was making my legs. So what I used to do was, depending on the size of it, but a lot of times I would cut it out at the bandsaw and just like, you know, leave it proud of the line. And then I would clamp all the pieces together and either like on the edge sander yeah. or sometimes on the joiner, I would get them all nice and even. So it was kind of like parallel, like to what I was doing. It was just, I yeah. was doing it a little bit more rudimentary. Right. So yeah, same, same conceptually as what you're doing, mm -hmm. but man, having that tapering jig, like the first time I used it, I was like, why did I not do this? <laughs> like it makes so much sense for what I'm doing and they're not very expensive. And you could, I mean, you could pretty easily make one on your own. It might not be as versatile, but like, I mean, honestly, you could make one for every time you needed a different taper there. You could probably bust out a quick one to do, um, just to be able to like consistently make them. And then there's so much less sanding and stuff, you know, just basically clean up your burn marks if you have any and you're good. But to you go. got like a spline jig, you've got a cross cut, you've got, yeah. all kinds of, so like, so the jigs that I've made that, so I would say if you have a big table saw, like making a 90 degree cross cut sled is a really good idea. Again, I waited a long time on making one of those, but now I use it constantly. And I still use the, like I still have the Rockler cross cut sled and I have my Inkra miter gauge, which I use pretty much any time that I'm cutting something that's not 90. Mm. But if I'm cutting it at 90, I, I use the one that I made just because it's easy and it's set up and why not use it? Yeah. Um, other than that, so I don't even know what the name of this one would be, but the one that you see me use like, whenever I'm cutting like a panel where I need to cut it vertically. So like when I'm making the bad Larry where I need to tilt the blade further than 45 and obviously you can't do that. So I put it vertical and I run it across. So it's basically just the thing that cradles the fence of your table saw that then you can clamp to. So I think it would, I don't think, I don't think you could do it on a mortising jig. I know that they make those for table saws that you can buy. I mean, it kind of does the same thing where it's letting you run a piece vertically, but I don't think you could put a panel in a, mortising jig i think you could only put like smaller pieces in that so i don't think there really is anything that you could buy that would do this maybe there is and i don't know about it but it's really easy to make um it's basically the same concept that like the spline jig works on and that's i made the one that david pachuto made for you know i've used it for doing picture frames i've used it to like reinforce a few other things and then i actually made another one that has it 15 degrees off since that's a common angle that I use. So basically instead of being at a 90 degree angle, it's at a 105 degree angle. And I think, 
I, I honestly probably should. I'll probably just do it as needed, but I think it would be a good idea for me to make one in like all the common angles that I use. Yeah. Cause if you do want to go in there and reinforce it, it makes it like super quick and the joints are plenty strong. And I mean, honestly, they take like 15, 20 minutes to bust them out. Yeah. And that's, do you have one where you use it with your track saw? No. And I would, that's something that I would like to do. Cause I think it'd be cool to do on casework. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you could make one, you could either make it to use a router or you could use it. I don't know if I've seen anybody do a track saw with it. I know I've seen circular saws that people have done it with. Right. Yeah. I did one with a circular saw. And you just made it like one time just to use for a project. Yeah. And it was, when I made it, it wasn't at, it wasn't perfectly 90 degrees. It was like 91 degrees. So my, uh-huh. so my splines had a tiny bit of a V to them. So after the project okay. was done, I threw it away because it wasn't like quite okay. perfect. Okay. Here, I'm just going to read this one, and then we'll decide if we want to do it or not. Okay. All right, so this one comes in from... Man, it is hard to read these Instagram names. <laughs> N. Ripen Sororhat. No, I'm not... Even Man, sure. that's tough, yeah. There's probably some words in here. I see N. <laughs> it comes in from somebody on Instagram. Let's put it that way. It starts with an N. All right, so he says... Now with your channel growing, do you plan your projects for your audience based... We were kind of talking about this. Do you plan your projects for your audience based on what was liked most in the past or your projects are random based on what you or your clients need? And then he says, the reason he's asking is I remember Mike saying that he is picking up more on Ikea hacks as they are his one of the best doing videos. I think there might be a translation error there. So Right, but because it's performing well. Um, so I would say yes and no to that. If, if I was completely, I would just be building a lot of beds and a lot of, uh, beds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, uh, I definitely keep that into consideration. You know, I don't build a lot of stuff that I think is going to perform poorly, I guess is more appropriate. Right. Um, but no, I just try and find things that I want to make. And if I think it'll be a good video, then it, it, then it just goes higher on the list. Do you have do you have any projects that you want to do that you think will probably perform poorly, but that you think you'll do anyway? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll have to think of that. Um, you know, I would like to build some sort of a couple of lamps, but I don't. Uh-huh. I, I, lamps don't seem to do very well from what I've seen. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've I've got a lamp video or two. They've not done well. They weren't great videos. They were early on. Um, but mm-hmm. I've also kind of searched it, and a lot of lamps don't do super well. So that's one on me. Yeah. You. Yeah, kind of the same answer where it's a mix of both. So I just did a bed and I'm, I've done a bed before and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that I don't think it was design focused enough. So this one's more design focused and, and is more do it yourself mm-hmm. So I did, I, I wouldn't say that I chose that because I thought it would perform well, but I kind of saw it as like, this is something that there's a hole in my like catalog of, projects oh, okay. yeah. that, that can be filled. So I, I think Ben has talked about that before of like, it, it would be nice to kind of say like, okay, I have two of these kind of projects. I have two of these kind of projects and I am a far ways off on that. So a lot of the projects that I pick are kind of based on that. Like here's something that I just haven't done yet. You know, even though mil- a bunch of people have already made bed videos, there's something unique that I can bring to it. Right. So I would like to get a couple bed videos there. And like, you know, in the next couple months, I want to do a sofa video. I haven't done a sofa. I've, I've never built a sofa, but that's something that I want to do. And, you know, I think that those are things that all do have potential to perform well. Like I know uh, you've done a sofa one and Ben uh, has had sofa videos perform really well. Yeah. So 
it makes it you know easier to make that decision when it's something you want to do you haven't done and there's the opportunity that it could perform well but yeah it's kind of funny like with with my projects in a way i can kind of estimate like about what they'll do like you know okay i know if i do like a dining table that's more like you know what people are used to seeing from me proper four eyes video yeah it's gonna do this well but there's like no way that it's gonna go crazy beyond that and there's no way that it's gonna totally bomb oh okay but yeah but then there are projects that are kind of like it could go huge or it could bomb you never know and (laughs) I guess it's it's good to go kind of back and forth between those. I do have one project that has been on my back burner of projects to do for a while that I know is not going to perform well, but that I want to do anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. So it's not an exciting project, and that's why I know it's not going to perform well. But it's kind of a, a weird thing to talk about. I don't want to bring the show down, but a few years ago, we had a a cat that died and I saved her necklace and the whole time I had wanted to do something with the necklace. Yeah. So I was thinking, Oh, it'd be nice to like build a really cool box for it oh, and, yeah. like a- and make that a video. I think, yeah, it could be something that, you know, it's not going to light the internet on fire. Obviously yeah. <laughs> people love those dead cat videos. <laughs> well, they like living. Cat I was about videos, to say so they, they love might like piano that. cat videos. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys like dead cats? <laughs> Less. I guess we'll find out when I put that video. Yeah, but no, that could be a cool <laughs> yeah, little, a that works. could be a cool video. I mean, and it's just something that I've wanted to do. So why not? I was about to say it? that would definitely, I see that being more of a, for your audience, not for the, the exactly. internet as a whole. It's not for building an audience. It's for the people that already like what I'm doing and, and want to see like the more, you know, that would be obviously more story based than project based. The people that want to see your sentimental side. Yes. People who want to see a grown man cry. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for the questions. I hope you enjoyed this show. Um, once again, it was. We apologize for the little bit of the, the lack of preparation. We just figured out Ben wasn't going to be on about forty-five minutes ago, so we wanted to save the topic we had planned for this week because uh, I think it would be a, it would be a good one for all of us to be able to spitball back and forth on. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to follow us on our Instagram, Chris is going to be posting a picture of his cool jig for cutting things beyond 90 degrees so that you guys can yeah. know exactly what he's talking about on the Instagram account that is at Modern Maker Podcast. So just find that. Give us a follow. Uh, we'll be doing some Instagram stories, some live things on there more often. We've neglected it the past few weeks, but we're going to we're going to hop back on the train. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, it's for at Four Eyes Furniture and at Modern Builds. Ben is at Benjamin Ueda. And uh, that's about it. Thank you guys for listening. We'd love a review if you're willing to do that. Five stars is the best. Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs> Bye.